Pints and Pies Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. Pints and Pies Podcast. Pints and Pies. I'm Biggie and this is my music. Here I come. There is chalk in the air everywhere. It's a cloud. Welcome to Pints and Pies. <laughs> that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. Julian, when you ask for a song I don't know, that's what you get. I'm not that guy, pal. I'm not that guy. This is the I'm... worst jukebox ever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love rock and roll? There's a jukebox. Put some money in it. Didn't know that one either. It's the Hal Jukebox, available everywhere. I'm Hal and Prey, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow members of the Nation of Conversation, the rated rad super glad Daniel Radford. I'm just sitting around being grateful all day. Look at me. My wig's half on. It's fine. It We're all going to get through this together. Oh, thank great. you. We're also joined by the Linzer Kelkinental champion, Lindsay Kelk. I had to practice saying that 17 times myself, and I didn't even have to say it. So well done, Hal. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Snaps you. all around for Pod Dad. <laughs> Snaps for Pod Dad. You know what? He <laughs> may not know songs, but he can say things sometimes. There was a ton of wrestling news to cover this week, thanks to Money in the Bank and Fighter Fest Night 2. So let's get right into it, starting with everything that's happened with the Raw Women's title. First, Money in the Bank. Rhea Ripley loses the title to Charlotte in the archiest figure eight leg lock I've ever seen, where she practically turned herself into a ring and rolled down do <laughs> <laughs> a barrel that just rolls down a hill do a uh, barrel roll very good match i was disappointed with two things obviously a much different energy everybody was very excited to be in front of a big live crowd again and not like wrestlemania style where it's weird but this style where it's also weird but we're all pretending it's not weird so that was nice to see didn't take long for a crowd of wrestling fans that were finally getting to see live wrestling for the first time in a year and a half really turn into a huge piece of shit and chant for Becky when two people are in there working their asses off to give you a show. Hi, welcome to wrestling. Yeah. With trash. Yeah, it's just good that it wasn't like a CM Punk chant. Like we're just taking, we're taking them where we can get them. It's a miracle to me that we live in an age where nobody is making comments about uh, Charlotte's boyfriend and what they might do together. So I'll take a Becky chant, you know, <laughs> like I will yes. take it. Yeah. The um, bar is so low, Hal, for the no. women, for, for as far as what we expect from wrestling crowds. It's just, it's on the floor. You can walk right over it. I know. <laughs> we all have our things, each of us, that we have an inappropriate amount of hope that it will turn around and do the right thing. Oh, yeah. The people are mine. I want to, <laughs> as much as I've sold my stock on people in the last year and a half, I still want to believe that that there is good Aww. in them. I love, I love that this for you. For you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we both love this for you. Maybe people are the emperor and not Darth Vader. Maybe that's what it is. Who knows? But I mean, I get it though, right? Because we promised Becky, and even if we weren't promised mm -hmm. Becky by WWE, the internet was reporting Becky. So I feel kind of bad for the people. And this is where the internet and wrestling journalism and stuff really drops a bollock every time because they were like, Becky's going to be there. Becky's going to be there. And then Becky did the trolley photo where Becky was like, oh, it wouldn't be a shame if someone couldn't make it onto the ladder match. It's like, oh, Becky. Right. But she is King Troll and we love her for that. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like this is one of those situations where wrestling journalism probably got worked 
someone probably leaked and said she's definitely in the match. Yeah. Uh, and then she wasn't. And then the people were like, where is my Becky? I wish Becky was here. What is happening with Becky? When's Becky coming out? And then she didn't. And they didn't get the thing they thought they were going to get. It's so it's so stressful. But wrestling, I yeah, I won't get into it, I guess. But wrestling journalism has been on a roll with just rolling with shit that we don't know is going to happen this week. It has been a lot. The other way that the fans didn't get what they wanted. I feel like the majority of the fans were behind Rhea Ripley in this match. And Charlotte was flipping off the crowd early. So that, it's that been a hard one, though, hasn't it? it? Because I've been thinking about this a lot because I should have mm. been heartbroken because we all know I love my Rhea. I love me some Rhea. Um, and I wasn't as mad about it as I thought I would be. And I do think that the storyline has suffered creatively from them not positioning Rhea as like a clear face. Mm. And I know Rhea has to be on that edgy borderline because of you know what her character is, but it just she's been very heelish. And it's like she was just less of a heel than the other heel, which they assumed would be enough to make me want her to win and I do feel like I do feel like it wasn't managed well and I'm not mad about her and Charlotte battling forever and ever and ever and ever and I loved Rhea's response on Twitter when she was like you know didn't get what I wanted but we always bring it down and it's like yay support these two women having awesome matches forever I disagree with you a little bit on the character thing because I I think you can have that kind of character be a badass and be clearly a face yeah but but this is what i'm saying they haven't made her a face they've made her weirdly heelish you know and you can be a badass you're completely right i agree 100 but it's been it's just been confusing like charlotte is such a clear heel you know as she always should be Mm -hmm. Uh, and i just think with the raw crowd not knowing Rhea as well as maybe we do if you watch nxt she's still very new maybe it was confusing that when I see someone as evil as Charlotte coming into a match like this, I need someone. Maybe I personally needed someone to be m- more pure hearted or I needed Rhea to come in and be like, I'm better than you. I might be new, but I'm great. And I'm mm. going to kick your ass. And instead it was like, oh, you have a stick. I have a stick. I'm going to hit you with a stick, lol. Um, mm. And I, I just wanted her to be more like, you can be sneaky and cheat and an asshole and I'm still going to beat you. And, and then she could lose. <laughs> you were lacking the motivation. Like either the motivation is I love puppies and you hate puppies yes. and I love this crowd and the crowd is for me or it's I don't give a shit. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you with the stick because I'm better than you. And like yes. you, you feel yeah, like you didn't get either. Yeah. Look at us working through issues and coming to a resolution. Learn from us, world. Not that it matters because she's not a champion anymore. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> The next night, very next night, they had their rematch. Rhea lost again because she cannot beat Charlotte. That's just been proven over time for whatever reason. That's I'm sure they're, they're building a story we don't even know about. Let's pretend that's what's happening. But sure. Nikki, almost a superhero, cashed in her Money in the Bank briefcase. One, two, three, we have a new champion! <laughs> Does it feel like Nikki is being used as a as a transition for the belt? Or does it feel like 
They actually want to give her a run and see how it goes. I kind of feel like they want to give her a run and see how it goes. I am still very on the fence with this gimmick, but I came to, I had a, uh, I had a, uh, what is the, 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 uh, something with Jesus. I had to come to Jesus with myself about this gimmick <laughs> because she is so into it. And I was trying to understand, cause I want to, when someone develops their own thing and it doesn't work for me, I want to see what it is about it that they love so much. And then I realized that much like Wu-Tang, Nikki Cross, almost a superhero is for the children. It's mm-hmm. not for yeah. me. Yeah. It is for baby girls who love butterflies and want to see a superhero and want to see that superhero win. Yeah. And as soon as I had that come to Jesus with myself, I was totally okay with it. Yeah, It's, it's not for me. Because they don't have anyone in that role, I think, right now. Like they don't, Bailey is, you know, Bailey's not around anyway, but Bailey's been healed for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have that. Alexa is now crazy, not so fiend Alexa. So they need someone to bring in the kids that, you know, Nikki, Nikki Bella was that for a long time, even though it might not make sense, but she was super popular with little girls, right? That was a big thing. Um, And I did, I read some more fabulous wrestling reporting journalism uh, this week that was saying the real reason she won is because Vince thinks there's like a merchandising opportunity and that she can sell lots of t-shirts and lots of merch. And that's the only real reason they let her win. I'm like, um, Hand up in class. Uh, excuse me, sir. That's the only real reason anyone wins anything. Snaps for Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> that one really blew me out because it was like, oh, they're trying to take a dig at her, saying like, well, she didn't win because she's good. She didn't win because she deserved it. She won because Vince thinks he can make a buck. And I was like, are you new? Do you not know? <laughs> um, that one was a real sticker <laughs> for me. I'm like, yeah, I just, I don't know, you guys. Selling a t-shirt seems to be the thing that you do. Um, and I love that they're giving an opportunity to her, who has worked so hard and loves it so much, to their y- young female fan base. Like, awesome. They're doing something to bring in young female fans. Yes, please. Uh, I don't see a version of this where I could be mad about it. Like, I don't. Uh, mm. I was so happy when it happened. And also, ha, 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 ha Charlotte. It's um, <laughs> closer to a 16 time, right? Like, you know, this is fine for me. And we'll get Becky when we get Becky. Sat at home breastfeeding, still the most over woman in the division, as she quite rightly pointed out on Twitter. Oh, that tweet was so beautiful. I just wanted to kiss it. I almost uh, put it over. So perfect. I came so close to putting it over. So close. <laughs> that women's money in the bank match was really fun. The very best ladder matches have a have a concrete story behind them that you can follow from point A to point Z. But some of the better ones are made up of really good moments and move from moment to moment in an interesting way. And I thought they did that well. My two favorite moments were Alexa trying to will the briefcase into her hands from the ground and her putting Zelina under a trance and making her climb back down the ladder. That was Mm. really, really well executed by both of them. And I think that would be a really fun, that'd be a fun feud. I don't know what, Oh, so fun. What they're planning for who, but I thought all, all the women look good. They all had some time to shine. And, and the, I I don't think I've ever seen an ending like that either, where somebody just comes up to the running up at once. It it was the opposite of every other ladder match where one person has just taken a real long time to get up there. And everyone else is like suspiciously (laughs) holding the ladder beneath them. And instead we had seven people desperately trying to get out there as quickly as they could. I'm like, yes, this is, this is, this follows human logic. This is wild. Like, what is this? Um, I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really fun. 
I love that Alexa spot. It was so stupid. Oh my God, I loved it so much. <laughs> what is this? Seemingly hypnotized. And Alexa trying to take advantage. Clown up to the top of the ladder. Alexa's almost there. And Natalia, though, what happened to Zelina there? She got entranced. Oh, and Alexa bounced off the ladder and then into a power bomb. Yeah, the willing of the briefcase, the the putting people in trances. I want to see more people in trances, even if they just like briefly snap out of it. I love that shit so much. Again, I've said like that was the Undertaker uh, putting people on fake crosses was what got me into wrestling in the first place. <laughs> so this is supremely my shit. It very much made me want to see more Alexa Zelina. Like I, yes. I want it quite badly. As soon as that happened, I was like, when she was on Raw this week and said she had a special guest coming to the playhouse, I'm like, Zelina, 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 Zelina. I was very, very, very excited. I want to see them work as a tag team, and then I want to see them wrestle each other, and I want this to last approximately 17 years, and then I think I'll be happy. <laughs> I do want to say this. I'm sure I've said at some point that my issue with Bobby Lashley was big badass in the ring and then his promos were terrible so having mvp as his mouthpiece made a lot of sense and mvp is a fantastic manager and a great promo but i will say that his last couple of times on that i've seen him on the mic he's been really really good and has mm -hmm. figured something mm -hmm. out and kofi did have a great service just bringing some of the best out of him promo wise as nice as it is to see uncle bill that he's doing it okay is it okay. nice to see Uncle Bill? Yeah. It's nice to see him for me because I've I've spent time with him as a person. So I like There you him. go. See, yeah. you spent more time with him. He's on the other side of the family to me. So I would yeah. only see him every couple of years. And to me, he's just kind of annoying. Uh, and he it, just sucks oxygen out of the room that I could be spending with other members of the family. But I'm glad that you're glad to see him. That's all I, that matters. I think it goes to show the extent to which Vince has no idea what he actually has after pumping audience reactions into a fake arena mm. here so in his mind well if i'm going to do SummerSlam, i have to get everybody who's big back i gotta get goldberg back because <laughs> yeah. that's a big pop and i have to get john cena back after another fantastic i mean just god i don't think roman reigns has done a single thing wrong in a year there's been no misstep in the handling of him and the way anything's been executed I mean, I think the only things he's ever done wrong are that one time he came out in sneakers and we got upset about it and the Teefs and they were both more than a year ago, right? So he's he's clean for a year. I think they're I think they were part of all this. It was a build. It was yeah. a build to his heel turn. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. what we should have known. Should have known. Perfect. You go back now and you look at it and go, Oh, it makes sense. Barbershop in Skokie, <laughs> Illinois. Right. Mm -hmm. It was on the on the board. He of course wins. In a great match against Edge. Edge looked great. Edge didn't get hurt. So we can feel good about that. Also, I love Roman Reigns. I would put this over, but I just love him, his promo where he's like, I stacked him up. I, <laughs> up. I don't know what that means. And I'm very cool. Because <laughs> he stacked them on top of each other. Yeah. That's all it means, I think. <laughs> it's, it's literal? What? It's not a metaphor? I don't understand. I'm, I I'm waiting. Really fun. Yeah, I'm waiting for the metaphor. Yeah, it was really fun. I love what Roman is doing right now. Everyone needs a turn at a heel turn because it just does something for me in my manscape parts. Like, <laughs> it just everyone needs a heel turn. I just like for all those years we kept him shirted. 
and and it was unnecessary like you know this is how he was always meant to be seen and enjoyed and and delivered to us why Mm. would you have that tattoo and not show it off come on he's quite clearly the world's most evil man and i love it i love it so much and it's a great time to have somebody like john cena make a return number one because you know it's always nice to have uncle john back for a little while he does better work than people give him credit for I know they've had a match before. It was like a single match. It was almost, I think, this time of year, but a couple of years ago. And the sense was, well, this is going to be the passing of the torch. Mm -hmm. Now we get right after the Olympics take place, an actual passing of the torch to have him lose. Roman is ready and big enough. I I don't think they put the belt on John Cena here because John's got to go make Bumblebee eight or whatever. I have so many questions about what his contracts look like. And I'm, these are, these are real contracts. They're not like the ones that are on raw and SmackDown where it just says contract (laughs) on it. And the rest of it is blank. I have to know what is the insurance like, like how are they insuring him? It's so high. And what clauses are he making sure to put into these contracts? Because I think that they just finished is he in between things? Does he have a, hey, sometimes I'm going to go back to wrestling and we're just going to have to pay the insurance clause? Because I imagine that aside from wrestling, he's probably pretty easy to insure, right? He has like his two glasses of wine in his man's wine cellar and like his one cigar a week. And other than that, he's like pretty fit, eats pretty clean. Like I imagine he's really easy to like insure. He's not out there in these streets. You know, you don't hear about John Cena doing half the stuff you hear about from other people unless they're just really good at hiding it and we're going to find out in 25 years. But it feels like he is the guy that that he seems to be. So yeah, I just, I want to see that fucking contract so bad. I, I want to know like- what it looks like. He is someone who always has to be doing something, right? Like he strikes me as that guy who always has to be doing something to the point where maybe he had 10 minutes of downtime and was like, I will pay my own insurance. You know, like you get that vibe from him that it would not stop him if he was like, I'll just cover it. I read about this psychological study, which I'm sure everyone else already knew about because they read about things this week where there was a study performed once where they had people just sit in a room with their own thoughts. And the only thing in the room was a button that would give you an electric shock. And it was to see how long people would wait before they would shock themselves for something to do. And like every single person at some point shocked themselves. And the outcome of this study was that being by yourself and having too much time to think is actually not a pleasurable activity. And that thinking does not make you feel good. And if ultimately you would rather shock yourself than think too long, that's John Cena. I believe that that's John Cena. Like, he's like, I'm going to learn Mandarin today. I'm going to learn classical piano today. I'm going to go back to Raw. It's like, he has to do something all the time. How many commercials, John? How many commercials have you done in the last two years? Oh man, Cricket is getting like the, they're getting so much out of this that they wouldn't get from someone normally at his position. Uh, You better thank your stars that that man's got, uh, he's got the the demons that the rest of us do, Cricket, because you are really getting some mileage out of him. Isn't the real thing that we learned from all of those different research tests was uh, that researchers prior to 1980 and psychological tests are just saw, they're just... Yeah, basically. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I yep. with a button. Would you like to play a game? Yeah. I mean, the next <laughs> step was we prisoners. leave you in the room with a with an actual saw. Like that's the next test. And what you gonna do? How long you gonna be alone with your thoughts, person? And it's like, oh, maybe I don't need this finger. But I don't know. Uh, maybe I too would teach myself Mandarin somehow. I don't know. 
But I was, I was excited to see Uncle John back. He's been working away. Yeah. Uh, so we never get to see him as a family. So it was nice for him to just pop in and call out Uncle Roman and tell him he's been an asshole. Because when someone's been an asshole, someone needs to tell him. That's Feels right. like it should have been The Rock, but it's fine. I'll take I'll take John. I'll take John. It's got to be. Look, The Rock is very busy disavowing Vin Diesel, um, so he doesn't. That have takes time. time. That does take time. That takes a lot of time. So it had to be Uncle John comes back because it's always got to be the most popular fun uncle. That's got to be the one that's like, now look, you know. But then when Uncle yeah. John loses, does that clear the way for Uncle Dwayne to come back next year at WrestleMania and yeah. take the job? Please. Because uh, I do feel like Roman could lose the belt, and st- I, this was the only thing I was like, I do feel like he could have lost the belt to Edge and still be an asshole and have The Rock come in and be like, "You got to stop this." Because the thing is, when he wrestles The Rock, it can't be for the belt because The Rock has to win to stop the. You got to stop being an asshole. Oh, no. um, so I think they have to make it like an unsanctioned, or they have to make it something. Where is the end? I'm, I don't, I'm not ready for it to end. I'm not saying it should, Hal. Don't shake your head at me. I'm just saying at Look. some point it has to. And surely the only person who can say enough of this nonsense is the true head of the table, Jungle Cruise's own Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I love that idea. But also, fuck all that noise. I give him <laughs> that belt. You keep that belt on him until there's someone better than him that can take his place. And when I say that, I don't mean like a better wrestler in the ring. I mean a better choice to carry the banner for this company and make people make everyone and everything around him better. I'm just a baby who wanted edge to get his belt moment. I'm a, I'm a belt baby for edge. Edge I'm a belt baby. He can get a belt there. Smackdown (laughs) is all fine without him. He's the rated R superstar. Go over to raw be the rated raw superstar. That's right. His stuff is red. It does make more sense. It would look better with his gear. But I, I mean like, yes, have him defeat. Have him defeat everybody they throw under him. Maybe Charlotte. Maybe Charlotte could have it. I mean. Yeah, right. Right. Add that to her count. Put that at number 12. (laughs) Uh, This was uh, there have been a lot of debuts recently. We got Finn Balor, who's back on SmackDown, carrying crosses on Raw, but also still on NXT because the storyline with Samoa Joe is uh, is not over (laughs) yet, which is good. Let Lindsay talk about the things she wants to talk about. (laughs) She's a bursting i can't i can't do it i can't do it he lost two minutes like six <laughs> well, he's like a year of this bullshit i've had a year of this bullshit <laughs> Jeff Hardy beat him in two minutes. i literally couldn't breathe for laughing i know it's not funny i know people <laughs> yes, are like it it's so stupid they made TikTok. everyone who's lost him look stupid i'm like i I don't see. I don't think it is as stupid as people think it is because Jeff cheated, right? He had the tights and he had his legs on the rope. Jeff cheated, um, so you have Jeff who is an icon and people love him so much. It doesn't matter if he cheats; doesn't matter what he does. People are going to love Jeff Hardy forever. You have him get the sneaky cheat win, and then you have Cross come back and decimate him. Like have Cross come back and tear him apart. Like have him pull him to pieces and be like, this is your hero. This is your Jeff Hardy. I just fucking murdered him and he had to cheat to beat me. You know, you can still save the cross heat if you want it. But more importantly, he got beat in two minutes. By <laughs> Jeff Hardy. And he has his little skirt and he's his little <laughs> short sleeve shirts. And he didn't have his lady and he didn't have his and without Scarlet and without the smoke machine. That was funny, wasn't it? He had to sing himself to the ring. He had to sing himself, uh, which I did notice. And I noticed it with great 
great pleasure. Fall and pray, Carrie, and that's your missus singing, not you. Stop it. Oh, he lasted two minutes. The smoke screen is like such an apt thing for him because honestly, if he came back and beat the bricks off of fucking Jeff Hardy, I might actually care about him. Yeah, I think yeah. I do think that's the way to do it. I think you haven't come back and like literally tear him apart, have the match thrown out, like have him disqualified for extreme violence, build him as this absolute monster who was like, no, if you're not going to play by my rules, that's what they're doing on NXT, right? They're like, I don't play by the rules. I am dominate here and whatever I want is what I get. So have him go and do that on Raw. Be like, you cheated last week and I thought better of you and I was stupid too. So now I'm going to murder you. Wasn't it kind of weird to have him not come out with the NXT title? I kind of wish he did because they they did that with- uh, with Kevin Owens came out with the title. Yeah. Out with the title. Considering how quickly he got, yeah, quickly he got beaten, (laughs) I don't mind him not having the title because I don't want up and take it out with him with that sloping down from the ring, holding it in his arms and crying like so sad, like Charlie Brown with the football just dragging (laughs) the title behind him. His vignette lasted longer than the match. If there are fans out there, members of the Nation of Conversation who are artistically inclined, I would love to see. A drawing of Charlie Brown, but Charlie Brown is carrying cross. Slash carrying <laughs> cross is Charlie Brown, where he's dragging the NXT title behind him, and he's got his <sighs> little his <sighs> little gladiatorial skirt. And I, I stand have... by my assertion that he should be made to join the Viking Raiders. Like I really uh, think that's the punishment, that's punishment he deserves. For anyone who is screaming at their phone right now, Carrion was wearing the title uh, when he came out on Raw. So, oh, he was. <laughs> don't worry, you just blocked it out because you don't couldn't believe remember. that. Actually, <laughs> no, because I don't so want to believe great. it. It was <laughs> so <laughs> wonderful. It's just because oh, it looks so like smart. it's part of his, his skirt. That's it does look like his little outfit. <laughs> it could just be a big old buckle on his, on his skirt. Aww, and you know Aww. that man owns so many belts with so many giant buckles. He has a whole belt buckle closet. Like, he oh my god, he has a collection. Buckle. Yeah. They're in a case. It's like when you go on MTV Cribs or yeah. Architectural Digest, whatever, when you go in the closet and they have the case for the sneakers, but Those his just things. has belt buckles in it. Belt buckles. Shiniest shoes on the roster and belt buckles. <laughs> One of his belt buckles is, is the Wheel of Fortune and it actually spins. Oh, and Scarlet spins it for him on a weekend. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh. like, that's what they do. You lose a turn, Carrion. That means so you have to great. go sleep in the utility shed. <laughs> <laughs> This is your game. You started this. Uh, it was nice to see Keith Lee back. He looked good. God, he just looked sad, though, didn't he? Like, way to kill my buzz, Al. Like, he just looked so sad on his way down to the ring. And I'm like, why does he look so gray and sad? He looked like Gray Hulk. He looked Mr. like so weirdly. Mr. Fix-It is back. Yeah, and it was like, oh, oh, this is why. This is why you look sad. Yeah, you can always, sometimes if you pay attention, you can tell who's going to win and who's going to lose because like yeah. one person is trying very hard to like, <laughs> I've I, I've been able to call it not, I'm, I'm about 50-50, which is I guess the way that it works in wrestling <laughs> is that there's two people and one of them is going to lose and one of them is going to win. But I would say, okay, I'm about 75-25 of being able to predict just by the way that someone comes out yes. to the ring. Sasha, Sasha has no chill. You know, if she Sasha's has gonna no win or lose. chill. You know, if Natty is going to win or lose, especially if they are holding a belt or if it's a big match, you can absolutely tell on their way to the ring what's going to happen before they even get there because of the look on their face. Yeah. Because someone in Gorilla was like, go out there and give them a good match. And they went, fuck you. And then and they, they just got that like uh, smile frozen <laughs> on their face, like, eh. yeah. no <laughs> smile behind the eyes. Who are the people that don't do that? Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano is amazing. Because he sells everything. He's the world's greatest improv. 
Um, who else is good? Who do you never Speaking know? Of Candace, I think everybody in Candace the way is, is so pretty good, yeah. good about, they just also seem so happy to be there. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. Truly, truly. Both teams are just still so happy to yeah. be there. Kofi, you never know what's yeah. going to happen with Kofi because Kofi just always looks like today is the most important day of his life and Any he's having the best day. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the people who come out with the stoic face. Um, and you're like, you're like, oh, <laughs> look, you're dead behind the eyes today. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. AEW. Yep. Fighter Fest night two. But yep. before we even talk about anything else that happened there, we've got to check in with the segment that makes all of our hearts continue to move blood around our bodies. Yeah. It's true. It's Lindsay with our update. On the AEW women's division, what happened this week? Well, Hal, you'll be pleased to know there was one match. Um, <laughs> okay. There was one match. Mm. It was a good match. Mm. It was Nyla Britt. Britt won. It was good. I just, every week, I find a new reason to be upset about it. This week, it was when they were showing all of the upcoming matches, like the big matches they have coming up over the next few weeks, because they're like, next week, we have this week match. And in two weeks, we have this match. And not a single one of the matches that they are touting over the upcoming weeks was a women's match. And again, these are the little things that tell you what women mean to them. They don't have any planning. They don't have any booking. They don't have any storytelling because they don't care. And it just made me think about when they're sat in that planning meeting every week and then someone looks up from their notepad and says, oh, what should the women's match be this week? And someone says, "Uh, well, Brit's been on the last couple of weeks, so let's not do Brit this week. Let's do someone else. And then they fill in that box and then that's the end of their women's booking. And then that made me sad. (laughs) Would you believe it? I just wish they would plan some stories for their ladies. I saw they've they've signed Thunder Rosa now. She's going to be there all the time instead of just there all the time, but not work there, even though she's been there all the time anyway. But then that made me sad for everyone who's still on the roster because it's like, so you're going to bring Thunder in to challenge Brit because they had hell of a match that Thunder Rosa won, the unsanctioned match. That makes sense that she would come in and be like, it's my turn to challenge you. But that's really easy booking for them. And it does not utilize any of the existing women on their roster. I have hopes for Rampage, I guess. There'll be one match on Rampage too. There'll be one match most, most weeks. Have hope, have hope, good. Brittany says hope is the most difficult thing to kill. And if Brittany can believe that, we can believe that. <laughs> so Brittany's more likely to get a match before like half of those women right now. It's it makes me so sad. It makes me really sad that they aren't getting to show us how great they are unless we're watching Dark or Elevation. And I'm not, because they're on the internet and I've got things to do. The main event of AEW. Fighter Fest, AEW being the promotion that is holding this event on television for us to watch. AEW, the company that has to make money and build its brand. It's not making money. There's no way it's making money. It's never making money. In their main event featured Lance Archer defeating John Moxley for the IGWP, not an AEW title belt. Sorry. No. Sorry. No. No, 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 no. IWGP. You know Let's not call it. <laughs> he knows, Julian. He knows. <laughs> he knows. I, look, I, like International I, Grand Wrestling Prix. I, that is my mistake. I'm sorry. I did. I did mess that up. My point is, let's get rid of the name AEW. Why don't we call it WWC? This is the perfect name for it. I'm 100 serious. 
WWC stands for World Wrestling Showcase. It is basically a best of show. Here are people from Impact. Here are people from NWA. Here are people from New Japan. Here's Ring of Honor. Here are all the independent promotions that you love. We're going to put them all in one place for you. We're going to take a share of the merchandise. And we don't sign people to exclusive contracts anyway. They can work wherever they want. Why not just showcase them here? Get rid of our world title and just call it, assign it to another promotion. Just get, I'm sick Well, they of it. can't do that, Hal, yeah. because you do I'm know what the E stands for in AEW, right? It stands for Cody. It's all Cody wrestling. <laughs> and they Cody. just, they put an extra little line on it so that it wouldn't look so obvious. Um, so they can't possibly do that because someone's ego needs needs this to be his toy. It's his I toy. also, I need to know if it's WWC and the C stands for showcase. Oh, WWS. How? how- we spelling that as a chow case. It's been a, it's a chow week. case. It's been a fucking <laughs> world week. wrestling chow case. I would watch world wrestling chow case. I would watch that. You know what? My inability to place letters or remember which letters <laughs> start which words do not diminish. No, they do not. The no. Remember how message. great you did at the top of the show saying that difficult word, Hal. Remember that, was, that. I used up all my points on that. Hold that with you. WWS. That's what they should call. And then. Then they would get their dream of really sticking it to Vince because it sounds like WWF, but it's not WWF. It's the WWS. It's where the big boys sign contracts and then come in and talk about WWE, but we're not trying to compete with WWE. We're completely different, except we're the same, but we're the same 15 years ago. (laughs) I, I do watch AEW. I enjoy a lot of what I see on there. So it may seem weird that I'm hammering this point over and over again. But it drives me nuts that I watch that show and I have no idea what the identity of that show is because it because it is a coat of many colors, a lot of which are colors I've never seen before and I don't really know that well. And maybe, wouldn't it be amazing maybe, if they did an AEW version of Joseph? Just you tuned I was in just one about week, to say that. Right? You just tuned <laughs> in one week and they just without explanation just did the entirety of Joseph and his amazing technical dream coat. I would be the happiest girl who ever lived. Cody would play Joseph, though. Of course he would, and Brandy would be the narrator, and it would be it would be it would be fine. It would be fine. Maybe, much like Nikki Ash for Danielle, AEW is just not for me. It is for a different wrestling fan than me, and they have no interest in me watching it, or really getting into it, or getting invested in it in any way, shape, or form. That is totally possible, and that is fine. But it is beyond like. Is beyond me going, I don't get it. It's just frustrating because they have yeah. so much talent there. They have the ability to I do know. that. I do not need to see Anderson and Gallows on my television. I certainly don't need to see Gallows in a in a solo match while they wear the belts of a different fucking promotion on TV. How many belts you could you could count the number of belts you see on that show? No, it's that so are many. not ADW belts. Do you know what? Well, what you want to do, Hal, is just watch their women's division uh, and then you'll wrap it up nice and tidy, nice and quick, because that's just the one belt and just the one match. And when they have 17,000 other belts floating around. It is so, because I agree, like it gets frustrating when it's like, okay, you're showcasing all of these other, and I get it because that's the way that that the elite started was that they were taking the storyline to all of these different companies. But like- why are we watching impact people, but we can't watch more of your women? That does get really frustrating yep. for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and why, why do you are keep signing more old, retired, or bitter, or disgruntled 
employees of other places instead of showcasing your, again, your women or some of the talent you already have. And it all comes back down to, I got worked by a carny and a billionaire when they told me this was going to be different. Like every week I try and enjoy it just to be like, not spend two hours of my week and like, fuck, why? But every week I'm like, just think of Cody, sit up there on that podium telling me how it was going to be different. For me, Rampage is going to be like the, I don't want to say bellwether, but it's going to be like the, like, I think the straw where it's like, if we get Rampage and all of a sudden now you've, because he's starting to get to the point where Tony is also starting to, TK, sorry, is also starting to collect (laughs) too many toys that he doesn't know what to do with. He's going to have to let some of his toys go soon. Yeah. And so that's my hope is that with Rampage, we'll get more of that and maybe we'll get two women's matches per show, which I mean, I would be happy. Obviously, like I would prefer if even one of them, you could do half a women's showcase and then half a men's showcase on because you have enough people to do that. But they're not going to do that because no one does that. But Rampage, I think for me, is really going to be like if you can't get it together with the women when you have two shows that are on television, then I, I don't know what to do at that point. Let's talk about the rumors. Let's talk about very quickly before we move on. Big, big rumors. I know Julian's doing the circle of life with his hand, which means we have to move on. But how can (laughs) it just I feel like I feel like we like and we we start by acknowledging that these are rumors and everyone is jumping the gun and no one knows a goddamn thing. No, August 13th, you would not be surprised to see both Daniel Bryan and CM Punk show up in AEW programming, would you? No, not at this point. I would be surprised. I will once again probably laugh until I cry so yeah I mean if it happens it happens and I I want everyone to get what they want right like I I am someone who lives in a world where I think we would all be happier as humans if everyone was just doing the thing that they loved and that's not the same as like everyone should get exactly what they want all the time but everyone should be able to do the thing that they love especially if it's the thing they love for a living uh, and it's safe for them to do it and it won't endanger themselves or other people but I, I, yeah, sure. Hi, hi, Brian Danielson, American Dragon. Please don't die. And hi, Phil, the most bitter man in the world. How's it going? Pleased to see you on my screen instead of other people who have been working here a long time and up and comers and people of color and queer people and any women and all those other people I was promised. But hi, <laughs> nice to see you. Come and join all the other straight white men in this corner. Well, We've given you a lot to chew on, folks. If you have any thoughts on all the things we've talked about, find us on the social channels in our show notes. When we come back, we're going to talk about Mr. Big Money in the Bank. Mm. That's next on Tights and Fight. Since the dawn of time, screenwriters have taken months to craft their stories. But now, three Hollywood professionals shall attempt the impossible. Break a story in one hour. That's right. Here on Story Break, I, Freddie Wong, Matt Arnold, and Will Campos, the creators behind award-winning shows like Video Game High School, have one hour to turn a humble idea into an awesome movie. Now, an awesome movie starts with an awesome title. I chose The Billionaire's Marriage Valley. Mine was Christmas Pregnant Paradise. <laughs> okay, next we need a protagonist. So I've heard Wario best described as libertarian, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, every great movie needs a stellar pitch. In order to get to heaven sometimes you gotta raise a little hell <laughs> oh, that's the tagline. check out story break every week on maximumfun.org or wherever you get your podcasts 
Hey, Lindsay, you know how you haven't been able to see London in over a year? Yes. Yes, I do. Well, how's about we bring London to you? But how would such a thing be possible? With, With the, the London, London Podcast Festival. Festival. That's fantastic. Tights and Fights is going to be part of the London Podcast Festival on September 12th. We're going to be streaming live for everyone, talking about wrestling as only we know how. We're talking about all the important stuff, right? Like butts and cats. Butts and cats and butts and cats and butts and cats. I think they would be insulted if we didn't. To purchase tickets and learn more, go to kingsplace.co.uk or click the link down in our show notes. Britain's favorite baby's going home. It's me. I'm the baby. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling some extra attention. This is our main event. It's everything I've ever wanted. It's exactly as good as I knew it would be. <laughs> Wait, can you play that again? Oh! Holy shit! WWE Dynamite. Hi, pal. The confidence with which he delivered it is just magical, too. He didn't even think about it. Nope, this is where I am. This is what I'm doing. Uh, Welcome to my world. Welcome Uh, to my world. He also says that whenever he walks into his house. It's it's great to be here at AEW Raw. Is he on cameo? Can we like can we yes. make him say these things? I will pull together our money. Can we just make him say AEW Raw? <laughs> like, I will go to that crowdfunding site that Baron Corbin set up and I will say <laughs> make, <laughs> make JR say AEW Raw. And I will give you all my money. <laughs> Everything yeah. in my wallet, you can have it. <laughs> like, all of my it. All of my young bucks, you can get them. (laughs) (laughs) Young bucks, spend them in the AEW. I don't want the small dough. I want the big bucks. (laughs) (sighs) Started out as Big E Langston, the second ever NXT champion, who wanted Mm. a five count each time he pinned an opponent to Dolph Ziggler's strong, silent bodyguard to part of what WWE considers the company's best tag team ever. I don't think many of us would disagree. Yeah. But now... Mr. Big E Langston slash Big E slash, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ewan? Etor. Etor. This gentleman, this, this crown jewel of humanity is Mr. Money in the Bank. In his first ever Money in the Bank ladder match, Big E went big, stepped up, and did the damn thing. It's so nice to see a guy who we are all a fan of, who we've watched the glow up happen in real time, including baby birding, being pushed out of the nest, (laughs) promotion, but still remaining, you know, always much like Wu-Tang, always in, never not in the Wu-Tang clan. (laughs) And now he's Mr. Money in the Bank. And it seems like he's been ready for a world title opportunity for a little while now, but this this feels like the first big vote of confidence from from Vince and company. How how are you both feeling? What was your reaction to seeing him win? I lost my dick. 
I lost it. <laughs> it was so good. Um, I just, I want each of those boys to have, and with Xavier, I think it's a little harder. Um, I think that he might have like just a little bit longer just because like he hasn't been in the main event picture for very long. I'm not saying I don't think it could happen. I think it could, but I want before, before whatever is going to happen eventually happens. And I hope it doesn't happen for years to come. I want each of those boys to get their opportunity to be in the main event picture and to hold one of those main event belts. I want it so bad. I can't see, and they've earned it. And that's the thing is like, there's, you know, we talk about people who can sell some t-shirts. Imagine how many t-shirts each of them can sell when they're doing something individually, as long as doing it together. And of course, you know, a belt for a belt for thee is a belt for three. Um, <laughs> so they all get to celebrate it. And there's just so much joy there. They have done so much heavy lifting for this company that they have earned it and that they deserve it. And I just feel like this is another one of like, I'm just watching pins get knocked down uh, while I, while I see the thing that I want to have happen, happen. I'm so happy about how happy you are. I was also happy. I was so so happy. happy. I think I found your dick. That's how happy I was. I was like, what is this? Um, I was delighted. I, I just love him. Like it's, I know it sounds so stupid, but I just feel like, you know, this is the mockiest thing I'll ever say, but I just feel like if I met Big E and I've been in the room with Big E and he is just joy personified, like it just radiates off him. But I just feel like you would just give him a big hug and you'd be best friends for 10 seconds and then you'd go on your way a better person because he just radiates that kind of charismatic joy. And although I may not know where this run is going to take me, I can assure you that I will give this nothing less than all of me. I said all of me. But to have a wrestler who is as good as he is at at wrestling, as good as he is at comedy and uplifting, that's the thing to write. He's uplifting. It's not just comedy. Like, he is so big hearted and joyous that he creates this feeling, whether it's in the ring or backstage or wherever he is, he just creates this joy. But then to be so good that you can turn it off in a second and mm. become a straight up menace and be scary. And he can do it. And I think that's because he's so in command of his physicality. Like he's a big silly teddy bear until he's not. And then he's gonna fucking kill you. Now it's eye, it's eye for an eye. Now it's you, you take one of mine and I take two of yours. Now it's you, you come here to hurt me and I come here to maim you. To be so good at both of those things, to be able to do comedy, to be able to do scary, to be able to do serious. I feel like he would be an amazing heel one day. I don't want to see it. I'm not in a rush to see it because I love him so much. But I think he'd be great at it because I don't think there's anything he can't do once Mm. his mind has been put to it. I even like the episode of Total Divas where he's putting the moves on Natty's sister. I mean... (laughs) Classic. (laughs) I can't watch that man do anything and, and enjoy it. He is one of those people who is just a bright light in the world. Those are the people you want to see succeed and those are the people whose success you feel like you share in. It feels yes. like we all helped. Mm. We all sort of had a little hand in him being there because we loved him so much and we wanted good things for him. Let's let's backtrack a little bit before we get to what the Nation of Conversation is saying about Big E. 
And it's all positive. Don't worry. No dirt here. In the early days, he was brought in to NXT and he was the strong, silent guy because he was a big guy and he looked like he could be a serious guy. He can, he can pull that off as we've already discussed. So <laughs> he was also black. Dude, thank you. I just want to say that. Thank you, Julian. Thank you, Julian. <laughs> and he's black. Yep. There you go. Thank you. Probably better. Probably better for either of you to say it than for me to <laughs> Right it's what counts as a character back then i mean right. that was and, that was it right vince was, was just like oh, let's he tick that box that. i didn't really like clock him that much until new day he kind of fit i knew he was not only the nxt champion but he was an intercontinental champion at a time when that belt was kind of lost as opposed to now where i could not tell you who has it and don't tell me but oh that's right uh no wait, i just remember <gasps> Apollo has it. I thought he, had, he just uh, said it. Yeah. I thought he had the U.S. title, but then I thought they were feeding over that. But then I remembered Seamus has the U.S. title and that weird mask. <laughs> too, so many masks, too many masks. Too many masks. Too many masks. Yeah, it's just a weird, like the five count thing we've we'd seen before. He was he was like generic strongman number two hundred and twelve, and there are a lot of people who are generic strongman number two thousand eleven and and prior who never got the ability to show who they actually were. Some things that have lasted for that time is the uh, the big ending, still around, big ending slash midnight hour. And Jericho has said that is one of his favorite finishes uh, to be on the receiving end of because it's like landing on a big soft pillow. As he protects you. It's just Aww. a big hug. That's all it is. He is, uh, I believe his father was a preacher. He comes from a preaching family which is why he has that style to his promo. He's seen it before. And you can tell the guys who grew up with a preacher or minister in their family because they all have the ability to cut those kinds of promos. Like it's just in them. They, mm -hmm. they grew up with public speaking model for them. So they're really good at it when they're finally given the chance. And he was, he was no different, especially when they started with New Day because it was essentially like they had a big church choir behind them. And... He, they were preaching the power of positivity to people. Mm -hmm. Open your eyes. Open your eyes and see your dreams in the distance. I said your dreams in the distance. It felt like he felt like somebody who who had been ordered not to speak, which is what it was for some <laughs> I mean, years. It was like that. Father it was literally like, was that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Go ahead and talk. <laughs> And he didn't disappoint and continues to not disappoint. He's, he's a great promo. We got, and we got, I mean, most of what we got with, with in his time actively with the new day was his preacher fire and brimstone passion, but about pancakes and cereal and unicorns and, and whatever it was, but now other marketing, uh, various marketing. Uh, I, I bought so many things because that man told me to. I bought yeah. so much dumb shit. I have so much New Day merch you would not believe. Yep, it's ridiculous. I have the unicorn horn. I have the lunchbox. I have multiple <laughs> hoodies and t-shirts. I, I have I so many stop. shirts. I couldn't stop. So hard. Yep. I have the Funko Pops. <sighs> I couldn't find cereal because they're only at like they were at FYEs or something and those don't exist anymore. Um, so I, I tried to buy it at Mania. I went to the superstore at Mania and tried to get it, but they didn't, it was gone. So I got my unicorn horn instead and I felt really good about it. Yeah. Felt really good about Their it. Their stuff sells out like I'm sure immediately. This feels like the kind of money in the bank holder 
who waits to cash in and, and build him up to the point where it's time where you, you believe he's a a even more credible champion than you, than you might think now. I love the menacing money in the bank holder though i love the money yeah. in the bank suitcase holder who comes to sit ringside by the champions matches and comes mm -hmm. on commentary or just stands on a ramp and watches you know i and i want that for him because if he's gonna cash in on bobby and i think i don't i think i speak for all of us where we would all enjoy that because it makes <laughs> sense right like get some revenge for his boy um i i want to see him make bobby lashley sweat like, I want to see him make that man suffer, knowing that he could take his belt at any second. Um, if he wants to cash in immediately after Bill's match at SummerSlam, that's okay, too. That's okay, too. <laughs> um, although, just a warning, Bobby will not even be mildly gassed. So maybe don't. Um, if you were cashing in on Bill, you'd be grand. But uh, Bobby's going to have to work about four minutes. So, like, maybe just wait for an episode of Raw or something where he's an eight. Um but I'm, oh, I'm so excited. I want, I want my biggie champion. I've, Goldberg's his dream match. I know. Well, then, let's give it to him, him should he? should have a real match. Because, <laughs> like, I mean, Gold, I say Goldberg's his dream match. Goldberg's current Goldberg could be anyone's dream match. Like, I could take Goldberg. Like, listen, listen. as long as he had to walk from the dressing room to the ring and I was already in the ring, I could definitely beat him. Like that's what that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I could if I've had a cup of coffee and a biscuit, and he's had to walk all the way to the ring. I will have more energy than that man, and I reckon I could pin him. I want to play basketball with Allen Iverson, and I know if I do it now, I'm not getting the Allen Iverson who crossed over Michael Jordan in 1996. No, but I can true, still, truly. Yeah, you know, you still enjoy it. It's still a, a big deal. If that's what he wants, I want him to have it because I want him to have everything he wants. He exactly. stood at the side of Dolph Ziggler and AJ Lee saying nothing looking like mm -hmm. a badass for so long while well, i was like that fella seems good uh that he <laughs> deserves everything he gets he deserves absolutely all of it yeah he really does let's see what our friends in the nation of conversation have to say about biggie our friends at the gay fabe podcast on twitter said biggie poured cereal into my mouth at a smackdown in worcester massachusetts once and i still watch the video if i'm having a bad day because it never fails to pick me up Oh, that's sweet. And now because of where we are in the, in the world, <laughs> it makes me nervous, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to remember that this was a time before it would have made me nervous that people were pouring things into other people's mouths. I think it's pouring out the box, right? And not how I'm seeing it in my head, which is directly out of his mouth into this other person's mouth. Oh, just like a little baby burn. Yeah. <laughs> but they did that with pancakes at one point, right? They were just <laughs> pancaking into people's mouths. I'm like, uh, throwing out pancakes. <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike Eagle once like at E3 when the New Day and the Elite had that uh, that uh, Street Fighter uh, oh, video game crossover. Yeah. He says that, that he great. did get a, a pancake tossed his way and he was tempted to keep it before he just he came to his senses and threw it away. Yeah. <laughs> he also told us that he was warned not to eat the pancakes because yes. the pancakes had been prepared some time before and that it is inadvisable because someone just goes to IHOP, right? Like first mm -hmm. thing in the morning and oh, gets a yeah. hundred pancakes. Yeah. And it's like, do not well, eat the pancakes. And it's good because at that point they're tossable because if you got it when they were hot out the oven, then they would too just floppy. crumble. Too floppy. Mm -hmm. Too floppy. Yeah, too floppy. You've yeah, got to have your uh, integrity of your pancake right mm -hmm. before you start throwing it out into a crowd. Uh, this is my favorite Biggie story. This is my favorite personal Biggie story. Uh, here's here's a little background. When when I first started 
with Welcome to Night Vale. And it was a really, really big deal. I would go to Comic-Cons and see people in Night Vale t-shirts and I would go compliment their t-shirt with them having no idea who I am, ask if I could take a picture with them. And then I would tell them and they would be some, usually delighted. Oh, I, yeah, they all loved it. It was great. It was fun. I always enjoyed doing that. One time I was backstage at a raw in catering and I brought friends of mine there and that I think was the t- first time I met Xavier Woods and I went to, we were talking and, and somebody in, in my group wanted to get a picture with him. So we were going to go out into the hallway cause you don't take pictures in catering. So on the way out, he walks past Big E who's, who's at the buffet who looks at him and goes, Hey, nice t-shirt. But my friend who was so excited to get a picture with Xavier Woods had no idea that Big E was talking to him. So Big E, the entirety was Big E going, Hey, nice t-shirt. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) Which to me feels like I felt in that moment, like, Oh, if he and I were to spend time together, we would be the best of friends. Just, just from the approach of it, just like, I love that we're all a mark for Biggie. Everyone's a mark yeah. for Biggie. And if you're not, you're trash and you can fuck off. And we love that you listen to this podcast, but seriously, like, who doesn't love him? He's the best. He's the best. Shane on Twitter has an interesting fact. I'm glad Big E is part of a historic bigger picture. Every champ on SmackDown and Mr. Money in the Bank is either black or brown. It's pretty special, especially for WWE. Oh. Yeah, that's true. You have yeah, the Usos right? as tag champs. You have Roman. You have Apollo. You have Bianca. Bianca and Big E. Black excellence, baby, Black or excellence. people of color excellence. Don't, baby. don't shout too loud though, because as soon as you take that photo, it's fucking game over for everyone. Like oh. <laughs> we've learned nothing else. They even did it to the Australians, man. Like <laughs> three of them had the belts, and they took a photo, and Vince was like, "Enough of this," and they all lost them. So, like, do not take a photo, you guys. Just enjoy it personally privately we will celebrate for you it should be celebrated but do not take a photo yeah vince is like i truly believe when it comes to that kind of thing vince is colorblind in the bad way where it's like he truly doesn't uh understand diversity or any of that so he doesn't understand it's an important thing happening until he just sees it and goes oh wow pal uh they're all black huh <laughs> yeah we need to mix this up we need to mix this up it's like, no no this is mixing it up like you had it right you had it right you had the rubik's cube solved and then you went and fucked it up yourself yeah so. he just sees dollar signs he doesn't yeah. see people <laughs> uh, oh the truest form of racism <laughs> one one final bit of love for biggie a great little anecdote from steven on facebook who remembers a wrestlemania access event when he was still with Ziggler and AJ and a fan gave him a gift, a Pony Langston, which is a custom <gasps> My Little Pony. And Big E proceeded to play with it throughout the signing, which was just the most charming thing. And I'm sure for that fan, it made the fans weak. And sure, it made the fans weak, but it also probably made Big E's weak. I want a Pony Langston. I want like, a Pony I, Langston. I pony Lang- is, is Pony Langston in the new My Little Pony movie? He better be. Oh, well, I, I wonder if this fan inspired the unicorns all those years later, because this was oh, when he was still yeah. with AJ. It was this when he's like, you know what? I got a, I got this thing. What if we, <laughs> like, 
Pony. And just on a shelf somewhere where they're planning. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. right next to all of his tag team championships in the in the you know the wrestle room that every wrestler has. <laughs> Would be for me. Oh, I, let's, let's make it a tiny briefcase. <gasps> let's make Pony Langston a tiny briefcase and send it to him. Yes. Pony in the bank. <laughs> Made all week now, which is all these years later. If you want to talk more about Biggie or Pony, go to our social media accounts via the links in our show notes. When we come back, we've got three things from the world of wrestling that you should know about. That's up next on Tights and Fights. Hey, I'm Jordan Morris, creator of the Max Fun scripted sci-fi comedy podcast, Bubble. We just released a special episode of Bubble to celebrate the launch of our new graphic novel. At SF Sketchfest in 2019, we recorded a live show with Allison Becker, Eliza Skinner, Mike Mitchell, Christella Alonzo, and special guests Gene Gray, Jonathan Colton, Jesse Thorne, Nick Weiger, and a bunch of other cool folks. We suspect he'll show signs of mutation when in a state of excitement. Now, Annie matched with him on Tinder, so she's going to act as the honeypot. I do enjoy being called a honeypot. Hey, you know what's better than honey? Gravy. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Can I be the gravy sack? Out now on MaximumFun.org and wherever you get podcasts. And pick up the graphic novel at your local bookstore today. Tights and Fights is sponsored this week by Feels. So CBD isn't about what you feel, it's about what you don't feel, like stress, anxiety, pain. I can't guarantee what it's gonna do for anyone else, but I know that for me, I don't know if I've ever told the story, but I got hit by a bus once. I deal with a lot of back pain, I deal with anxiety, I deal with stress, and so I use CBD to help me combat those things. It helps with my back pain, and it helps me get a good night's sleep. Me too, I didn't get hit by a bus. But I do suffer with anxiety and um, I suffer with really painful lady cramps, which all my social media followers know because I talk about it all the time. And one thing that really, really helps with both of those things for me is CBD. Feels is a premium CBD that will help keep your head clear and feel your best. It's hassle-free, delivered directly to your door. CBD can help naturally reduce stress, anxiety, pain, and sleeplessness. There's no hangover or addiction. Again, it's really helped me out. Can't guarantee what it's going to do for anyone else but i know for me it has been really really helpful and useful and i really like feels i used it as soon as i got the box and and then had to ask hey is this the thing that's for us oh it is cool and feels offers a free cbd hotline to help guide your personal experience so that you find the perfect dose the fields customer service team is dedicated to making sure that you get the best use of your cbd start feeling better with feels Become a member today by going to feels.com slash tights and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash tights to become a member and get 50% automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash tights. Tights and Bites Podcast. Tights and Welcome back to Tights and Bites. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Danielle Radford. And... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Danielle. Hereby hangs a tail. Um, 
Speaking of Biggie Langston uh, getting money in the bank, there is a wrestler who is now retired. But if you remember, I once put over the gray sweatpants battle royale that was done by a ex-wrestler named Faye Jackson. Faye is amazing. Faye is one of the best follows on Twitter. If you are into wrestling and especially if you are into indie wrestling, get into it. So Faye promised that because uh, she thought that the odds of him winning money in the bank were so low that she promised that she would post a nude onto Twitter if he wound up winning. And so then Big E did win. And Faye, being the hilarious person she is, posted a nudes makeup palette, which is just all like neutrals and nudes for different, for, for different skin tones. Now, there is something that I have posted about on Twitter that has been happening in Twitter spaces, which is the Twitter trial. It's been happening in the internet wrestling community. The first one was a guy named Seahawk. I don't know if he listens to this, but hey, dude, he had a Twitter trial. It was one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. And it it, it started the trend because I believe Sugar Dunkington was either his prosecuting attorney or his defendant. So they do these mock trials. And so they did the trial of Faye Jackson. And a thing that you need to know that's also important is that Faye is one of the leaders of what they refer to themselves on Twitter as the Creep Squad. I believe that you have seen Biggie in a Creep Squad shirt. I believe you have seen Xavier Woods in a Creep Squad shirt. And then there's also uh, the Wholesome Gang. And the two of them, feud. they have not done a real feud in the indies, but they have had these feuds on Twitter and it's pretty amazing. And so during the trial, you could see uh, there was a defense there was a prosecutor, there was a judge. And if you go and watch on Twitter spaces, you can see everyone watching it. And when you talk about opening the forbidden door, everyone that you love in wrestling was watching this trial to the point where if you follow wrestling as a topic, it was the number one trending topic for wrestling. And it was hilarious. I don't think anyone taped it, but you can find a really good recap of it on Fightful as done by, I believe, a couple of the people who were involved. It is hilarious. It is my favorite parts of the internet and wrestling all rolled into one. It is ridiculous and stupid. And I suggest that you look up the trial of Faye Jackson because uh, it is what wrestling can be, and especially the IWC, when we are at our best and not at our worst. Uh, so highly recommended two thumbs way up five stars sorry six stars because it took place in the uh tacoma or in the uh in, <laughs> it took place on twitter spaces it was so magical oh my god Lindsay. i, I mean i kind of just want to put that over again too i mean if, if i'm ever in trouble i want big swole to defend me that's what i know yes <laughs> she's taking no shit from no one um and i really i really enjoyed that um you know i was gonna put over jay white appearing on impact because i thought his promo was really great but then i remembered when we were discussing it i hate how everyone's bouncing around with no context um but I, to, to jay white's credit he did give a lot of context as to why he was there and what he was doing there so i appreciated that he did the work for you you didn't have to do any homework to enjoy his appearance and he just gets better and better but having thought about it I really, really, really have to put over Charlotte and Becky who continue their feud despite having not shared space together in the <laughs> year that Charlotte took that crowd down. I was so impressed by the way she just managed the crowd. And obviously she's a massive, 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 massive professional. So of course she did. As soon as the crowd started chanting for Becky, 
um, at Money in the Bank, she got really frustrated and started flipping off the crowd. And uh, my feed cut to black for a second. I mean, we'll not get into the peacock <laughs> nightmare where it was just cut to black for everyone. Um, mm. But yeah, my screen cut to black, right? That happened when she started flipping the crowd off. They cut her off for a second. Yep. I don't know what she was saying, but it was cut out. Uh, but then what, by the time she got to Raw and had regained her composure, her response was chef's kiss perfect that it was oh you want becky yeah me too but becky's at home breastfeeding and it's just like the <laughs> evilest heel move for a lady to have a go at another lady for taking time out for having a baby it was very evil and very good and met with the greatest response from one becky lynch on twitter who immediately replied saying like yep i'm at home breastfeeding and still the most over woman in the division and um again i believe i stood up and clapped in my own home while looking at my phone because it was the perfect use of social media becky doesn't use it a ton becky isn't online a lot but i just love that that was brought to her attention and she just slapped it down which makes me excited to see them go again, which will definitely happen at some point in the future. So well played to them. Well played to everyone who used social media correctly this week. Right? Thank you. Because there was a lot of garbage this week. So So much garbage. So it was delightful to see people using it for entertainment purposes. Congrats. I'm going to be putting over Pat McAfee, who is doing a very good job with WWE commentary. His attempts to work in sponsorship he's trying to do Mauro and aloe level references but this one was just a big fail and i love it so much because nobody talks this glowingly about the food in an applebee's here's a clip the sampler platter is obviously incredible at applebee's but the sound that fort worth just made as soon as you think you know me hit the airwaves what a moment to be here. I have chills. Edge has worked his ass off for this moment. Nice try, Pat. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> that does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk and Danielle Radford, along with me, Hal Loveland, who you can find all over the internet at Hal Loveland. Plenty of stuff going on. Two things I can't talk about, but they'll both be out next year, and I'll tell you about them then. How Hell about yeah. that? Danielle, what's going on? I put out a comic for uh, Gretzko, Meet Her World. I believe it's issue number three. Yes, there's wrestling. Yes, there's corgis. So if you like the idea of reading a comic book that I wrote, uh, go get into that. And also Honest Trailers. I still help write those. Uh, those come out every Tuesday. Go check that out. Yay, books. Would you believe it? Books, 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 books. Um, I'm on social media all the time, everywhere, at Lindsay Kelk, talking about them books talking about them books and also wrestling and book twitter gets so confused by wrestling twitter wrestling twitter doesn't care about book twitter it's a beautiful place come and join us <laughs> our producer julian burrell woke up and did not skip leg day or any other day you should see this dude he stayed ripped throughout the pandemic senior <laughs> producer at maximum fun is laura swisher mike eagle is the voice behind our theme music so we're putting him over for that keep up with us all week long on facebook twitter and instagram links to all of those are in our show notes if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fund members who make this show possible. We'll be back next week for even more, you guessed it, wrestling. Ties and Bites Podcast. Ties and Bites. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.